0: Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman.
1: And I'm Charles Kelso.
0: And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we are talking about the second album, More of the Monkeys. But first, Chuck, what's going on in the world of the monkeys?
1: Quite a bit. And like we talked about last time, the Demoiselle official announcement from 7A came out. And so I wanted to read that real quick. It says, we are proud to announce the release of the expanded deluxe edition of Mickey Dolan's solo album Demoiselle. Released on August 12th, the album is available on CD and vinyl, which comes with a 32 page color booklet featuring extensive liner notes and previously unseen photos. The vinyl edition comes in a gatefold sleeve and is pressed on red vinyl. Pre order now. So that's pretty exciting. I mean, it's uh we knew that was coming out, but it's always nice to have it official. They've got the cover artwork available and everything like that, which is, is exciting. I mean, it's uh yeah. another Mickey Dolan's album, and that's great. Yeah. Now, Ken Mills from the Zilch podcast, I heard him saying that it's supposed to be pronounced demo I sell because it's a joke. <laughs> it's not supposed to be the French word demoiselle, but I'm not 100% sure if that's, just, I'm sticking with demoiselle because I've been calling it that so long. <laughs>
2: but, yeah, yeah. yeah and, that, that's funny.
1: <laughs>
2: I saw that and I was like, that that got to be a joke. Keep pulling our leg. <laughs> now I can see Mickey doing that as well.
0: I mean, he had <laughs> alternate titles, so come on. Yeah. That's true. Uh, true. True.
1: <laughs> well, if anyone has any information about that, let us know. Let me know what's the correct way to say it, because I'm I'm sticking with demoiselle for right now, but demoiselle is pretty funny too. <laughs> uh, also, the the monkeys official monkeys has released a, a new Spotify playlist called "The Door into Summer." It says warm weather monkeys faves to perfectly pair with all of your summertime shenanigans, chosen by fans. Best served on shuffle. And um, I just got a few of the songs here, but it starts off with "Door into Summer." You bring the summer, Pleasant Valley Sunday. I want to be free every step of the way. Time and again, Porpoise Song, Saturday's Child. Pretty good collection of songs.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Looks like the summer themed songs. They made it about three before they <laughs> before they ran out. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's always a good time to listen to the monkeys. So it's it's nice to see them putting out. A playlist with artwork for it and things like that yeah. I mean, anything official they want to do i want to support because yeah. i want them to know that we're out here yep we, we want more.
0: Yes. more 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. uh, The official announcement's out now for the Mahoning Monkey Mania, which Derek was telling us about last time when he was on the show. Uh, But it's the Mahoning Monkey Mania, Monkeys Fan Event and Head on 35mm at the Mahoning Drive-In Theater in Leighton, Pennsylvania. And their official announcement says, see TV's fabulous foursome like never before when the Mahoning Drive-In Theater presents Mahoning Monkey Mania, a one-night-only celebration of the Prefab 4, Davey, Mike, Mickey, and Peter on 35mm. We kick off the night with two episodes of the classic TV series from ultra-rare 35mm Saturday morning rerun prints, one including the original 1973 commercials. We follow up that hour of rocking romps with the Monkees' psychedelic feature film masterpiece Head on 35mm. Take the last train to Layton and be here by 6pm when gates open for a live All Monkees DJ set, themed raffle, and more good times. It's a fan celebration of the Made for TV group that became a real band. A high valley sunday filled with music and memories gates open at 6 p.m showtime at sundown so if you are in the area of Leighton, pennsylvania or if you can get yourself there that sounds like a fun night
0: yeah it does yeah that sounds like a fun thing to
1: road trip up to we may have to look at that yeah because uh i love watching 35 millimeter prints i love going to the drive-in i love the monkeys if they have corn dogs there i'm in heaven (laughs) (laughs) pretty much (laughs) All right, The Monkey Files, a faithful tribute to the monkeys. They're doing a show at the West Goshen Summer Concert Series in West Goshen Community Park at 1023 Fern Hill Road in West Chester. 100% certain where that is, but I saw it and I wanted to mention it. I, I We were talking just a few episodes ago about monkeys tribute bands. And so yeah. these guys are, are putting on a monkey show and good luck to them. And I hope it works out. I don't think I can get to wherever this is, but I'm glad it's out there. I hope they're successful and they bring their show elsewhere so I can see it.
0: Yeah, they look like they get at least semi in character. They got the button shirts and well, they the actual have actual
1: t-shirts hat. with the buttons on them. Oh. I don't know if they're getting all the way <laughs> in character, but as long as the music sounds I will sounds say
0: right. finding those button shirts is extremely difficult. No, so
1: they're on Etsy. You can just go on Etsy and buy one and
0: pay like $300. No, for it. It's not even that much.
1: a button shirt if you want a button shirt (laughs) all right um then some less fun news the actress marine arthur who was in the monkeys episode alias mickey dolan she played ruby uh, has passed away sadly she was uh this was june 15th 2022 and she passed away at the age of 88 i mean she had a lot of classic tv roles and film roles uh, she was in how to succeed in business without really trying. Bachelor Father, I spy, the monkeys. Yeah. So she had quite quite a career and our condolences to her family. Uh, she certainly was memorable on the monkeys and in her other role. So sorry to hear that. And then one more thing, you know, recently Mickey performed at the at the hot summer night show at uh in Sherman, Texas, which was supposed to have a live stream, but I think they had some technical difficulties, so that didn't go out live, but it is on YouTube.
2: I will share, I will share that link.
1: Yeah, so share that, that share that yeah. link because that's uh, anytime you can see Mickey performing that's great and it's yeah. amazing we live in a, a time where he can just perform in Texas and we can watch it in Georgia
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun um so I'm, I'm sorry their live stream didn't work out but I'm glad that it's still available so folks can see it and I think that was a free show I think they do a free summer concert series so it's awesome yeah I love when that happens yeah it, it encourages people who aren't necessarily going to buy a ticket and go just to go and um
0: potentially find something new that they love and then yeah. spend money on it later
1: yeah yeah or <laughs> rekindle an old interest in the monkeys they may have had when they were young you know yeah. who knows yeah. so that's great and so lots of monkey happenings yeah. going on um the, over the course of the summer.
0: great <laughs> this week we are talking about the second monkeys album more of the monkeys and this album was uh, fairly controversial for the Monkees, especially. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah. well, this was a, a big breaking point for them.
0: It really was. It was the. It was number one for eighteen weeks. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's big. That's huge.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, from um, what I've read, it was the longest any single album was number one of any of the '60s bands.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: like wow.
0: including the Beatles, it was as long. It was it, that particular album was number one for longer than any of the individual Beatles albums. Obviously they outsold the monkeys, but you know. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we talked about last time when we were talking about the original monkeys album, you can sort of follow along with their progression of going from a TV cast, playing a band to a band. And that right. progression continues behind the scenes as this album album's being put together, where Don Kirshner is taking more and more control and really doing his own thing with the songs. While Meanwhile, the Monkees are starting to do live shows and play together in front of crowds as a band and felt like they should have more input rather than less input in the album.
0: Yeah. And they were surprised when this was released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were they,
2: not, a, yeah, they didn't know about it and they were on tour. Yeah. Yeah. They and they had out. someone
0: go out to a store and buy their record for them. So they could hear what was on it
2: to JC Penney's where they found out it was being hooked up with an ad campaign for the clothes they were
1: wearing. They really,
0: (laughs) they really hated that. They Mm -hmm. hated that cover so much.
1: Well, from a business perspective, it's pretty genius. You've got the clothes that are on sale in the store on the album cover. You can just walk into JC Penney's and there's the album. There's the outfit. You know, like if you're a big monkeys fan, like you're a, you know, a teenager who loves the monkeys at that time. I mean, you're going to go to JC Penney's and, and buy the outfit, you know, like just like you, you might want to wear the same outfit that the Beatles had on on their record, you know, uh, maybe not the Sergeant Pepper's album, but no. <laughs> generally, <laughs> but they're right. It is crass commercialism at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now I know Elaine, you're a big uh, fan of this album.
2: I am, but like I've said before, it was the first vinyl I had of theirs when mm. everything first came out in 86 and so it was the one thing I had for the longest time that, that was I listened to it over and over and over again flipped it over listen flipped it over listen <laughs> drove everybody in my house crazy it's like stop with the monkey um but yeah so it's it's a nostalgia thing for me mm. okay. more than anything um, yeah. it's not my favorite monkeys album but it is right up in the top two or three just because of what it means
1: yeah there's there's good songs on this album
2: yeah yeah are very good songs on it yeah
1: and there's songs that i don't think are good on this album also yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so which one did you want to start with what songs we like
0: songs we don't like let's go with songs we like i'm a believer is is my favorite that's on this album then i saw her face Partly because that was the one that introduced me to the monkeys when I didn't know that they were the monkeys because it was Smash Mouth singing it. <laughs> <laughs> because my- <laughs> I was a mid teen in the Shrek era. So that was the song that was playing on Radio Disney, not the original. Mickey mm-hmm. Dolans, And I've recently found out that Mike Nesmith was originally slated to be the lead vocalist, but Don Kirshner was actually using that as a way to placate him because all the monkeys thought that, oh, this is a, a country western song. So obviously Mike will sing it. And Don just kind of agreed to that, but he was planning on Mickey being the lead singer mm-hmm. all along.
1: Yeah, um. I'm a big fan of Mike, but I got to go with Don Kirshner on that one. Yeah, and I think that this song just suits Mickey so well, and he just gives a great performance on it.
2: Yes, it's, it does. And and I'm trying to hear in my head it being a country song, yeah. and I'm yeah. not quite sure I can do that. So yeah,
1: mm. yeah. <laughs> I I knew this song from growing up listening to the oldies station. And like I said before, I, uh, the, uh, you know, it was the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties when I was a kid listening to the oldie station. So I didn't know which songs were which aside from, you know, so I, knew, I knew a beach boy song or the Hermits Hermits or the, or the, uh, or the Beatles, but I didn't know every song or who was, which ones were Gary Puckett, which ones were, you know, whoever else. Right. You know. So in this song, when the smash mouth did this song, when I was, uh, I guess I was a teenager. I don't know. I don't remember when Shrek came out You're and I was
0: probably late teens and like I was
1: that. going around telling people like, no, this isn't. This isn't a Smash Mouth song. This is an oldie. I know this song. Uh, This this, is a
0: cover.
1: Because people thought it was the the new Smash Mouth song.
2: Yeah. 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 Because when Shrek came out, um, my son was six years old. Mm. Um, And so he would listen to it. And I'm like, okay, now we're going to listen to the original version. (laughs) This is what it really sounds like. So he grew up listening to the monkeys as a kid, you know, because it's like, Yes, that' cool. But you're going to hear the original one too while
1: you're at it. So, yeah, yeah. good <laughs> parenting. Yeah, I have a, a cute story about the song also. Um, so, you usually, you know, like I've, I've got my older car that I drive from time to time. I've had the same old car for like 15 years. So, it plays CDs. I it, it doesn't hook up to Bluetooth or anything. So, I've got just collection of CDs in there. And most of the time, riding in the car, I'll have a Monkey CD album or I'd have a Beatles CD in there. And so, my daughter has to listen to those all the time. So, we're, <laughs> we're riding along the road one day, and I had. I think I had the monkeys in, and she's at that age where she's just contrary, and she's like, you know, I think the Beatles are better than the monkeys. And I was like, well, great, I I, I love both. That's not a competition. <laughs> I was like, what is your favorite Beatles song? And she said, the one that says, "I thought love was only true in fairy tales." <laughs> I was like, that's not a Beatles song. That's a monkey song. <laughs> <laughs> and I still tease her about that. That was like three years ago.
0: <laughs> I, I'm I'm betting some of her friends at school had been talking about the Beatles and how awesome they Maybe are.
1: Or, or could just, I mean, she's at an age where it's just, if dad likes something, it's probably lame. So just yes. whatever the opposite of what dad thinks is probably the, the correct answer for her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a believer is a great song. I mean, it's, it's a classic. Uh, it's just a great single and it's a, it's a smart single to put out. Yeah. 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 So what's another one that anybody likes?
2: I also like she. she. She told me that she loved me.
0: I'm like a fool, I believed
1: you from the
2: start. Get okay. Mickey sings on.
1: Yeah, that's um, the first song on the album. That one's, yeah,
0: that one's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and they have a lot of those kind of songs where it's just like just great soaring choruses and just great songs mm-hmm. to just crank and, and drive down the road listening to. You know, yeah. and she's she's yeah. one of those. Mm. Yeah you like she Veronica?
0: i do i really enjoy she another one i really enjoy is one of the few Nesmith songs that was on here because um kirchner had kind of kept mike out of this one especially mm-hmm. yes yeah. was the kind of girl i could love And that's actually the very first time all four of the monkeys were on the same song.
1: Hmm. Okay. That's interesting.
0: And um, I didn't get to look at every single album, but I did uh, look at Headquarters just to see if maybe this was the only time they were all four on the same Mm -hmm. one. Um, But there was uh, two or three on Headquarters that had like one of them as lead vocalist and the other three as backup vocalist. Um, So it's one of the few and the first where it was all four of them hmm. together.
1: Yeah. And Mike's got a couple of good songs on here. He's got the kind of girl I could love. He's got Mary, Mary. So he's got two again, but I mean, yeah. they're both this two great songs again. <laughs> yeah. You know? We talked about that before where he was producing those sessions and he had enough for an album. So really just, just, picking out the ones they like and putting them on, on the records. but Yeah,
0: and at this point, Mike was um, more focused on recording the TV show um, and getting that ready in time as opposed to producing, where he was more focused on the producing when they were working on that first album.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's one that you like, Lane?
0: I also like Sometime in
2: the Morning. That's just a really beautiful song. Hmm. Sometime in the morning A simple thought may occur to you It's a slow song, but it's not a sappy Davy Davy ballad type song. It's just, you know, it's just yeah. a really pretty song.
1: Yeah, these early ones, they've got a few cringy Davy songs on these first two albums. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a yeah. few skippers in there.
2: Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh,
1: but he's got some good ones on these albums as well. Um, I mean, I think he's better represented here than he was on the original album.
0: Yeah, or I agree. Vocals. Yeah.
1: I'm just going to skip straight to the, my, my least favorite song on this. And one of my least favorite monkey songs ever, which is laugh. Yes. I just think laugh is a terrible <laughs> song.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just don't like it.
2: <laughs> it, I, I, I like it more than the day we fall in love.
1: Okay. Because. Okay. At least it's a song he's singing.
0: It's a lyric it's a song. It, yeah. It's not. No, that's,
1: um, that's a low bar, Elaine. <laughs> it's you know, a song. No, well, sing. it's it's,
0: <laughs> it's a song. They sing it. Well, and then I mean, so the it's lyrics, not my least kind of,
2: favorite—the the, the song. I mean, the lyrics are kind of funny in it. So it kind of you know. Yeah. Talking about going to a party and I I don't know it's but yeah but the day we fall in love I don't think I ever liked that one even you know mm. in the throes of. <laughs> Monkey Madness in the 80s, it was right. still like, okay, I'll listen to it only because I'm too lazy to pick up the needle on the record and skip it to the next <laughs> song. So.
1: <laughs> well, just sort of reading through the, the songs that Davey has on this album. When love comes knocking at your door, uh, hold on, girl.
2: Look out, here comes tomorrow. Look out,
1: here comes tomorrow. Laugh. I mean, he's got, that's uh, other oh, day, day we fall in, fall love. in love. Yeah. Yeah. So that's five. I mean, that's that's a bigger representation than, than Davey had before, especially considering mm-hmm. how much he was Sort of the face of the monkeys at that time. He was, right. You know the 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 love interest on the TV show. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but that's I mean that's a pretty good showing. And yeah. um, and then you've got the the two Nesmith tracks, uh, and you've got a Peter track this time. Yeah, yeah. Griselda. She knows her mind, all right, Auntie Griselda. She says she knows my kind. She might maybe so.
0: And Peter's actually um backup vocals more on this as well
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah what do we think of (laughs) anti-griselda
2: it's not one of my favorites only because i don't feel like it showcases peter's singing talent very well it seems like he's screaming more in it um especially now that i've been hearing more of his like solo stuff i mean he's got a really nice voice this Mm -hmm. just doesn't show it very well
1: yeah yeah so you know yeah, I I mean I I think it's a fun song and it's the kind of thing that I I've said before that I thought they should do have done more of if they're mm-hmm. if they're painting him on the TV show as the dummy he I mean, we know he wasn't in real life but that was sort of the right. character he played uh but he's kind of the Ringo of the group not right. not the drummer but just that he's sort of the the goofy one right right but right. so I think giving him a comedy song I think works really well you know I like yeah. said, I thought last time or on the the first album they should have at the very least given him gonna buy me a dog
0: because yeah. that was a
1: throwaway anyway yeah For- but. Um I mean anti-grizelda sort of fits in that niche though it's um, yeah. it it's does a, it a does. silly song.
0: Yeah. It it's funny you were um mentioning comparing Peter to Ringo. I was reading some stuff about when the Beatles were talking about the monkey's success with this album and um in the article they compared obviously uh, Peter to Ringo and mm. John to Mike um and then they were a little stuck there. <laughs> um Davy didn't really fit with George and but actually Peter and George fit fairly well together but I think I feel like Mickey was more of the goofball so I personally and this is almost not at all related to this this album but but when I was researching I came across this okay I personally would have put um oh and they put um Davy with Paul, because they were like the heartthrobs. Mm. Yes. Sure. Whatever. So I'll leave that and I'm gonna leave Mike and John, but I'd switch uh Peter over to George and put Ringo and Mickey together because I feel like Mickey was more of a goofball than Peter was in real life. Interesting. And they're also both it. the drummers. Okay. I can see, I can see that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Rodney together to make a left turn. I
1: forgot what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I think uh, Mickey's got several uh, really good vocals on here. So is there a song that someone else wants to call out that sort of stands out to you or that um, you think is particularly noteworthy for the album? Step in Stone. Stepping Stone. Stepping Stone's yeah. a banger. Yeah, that's a great yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah.
0: it's great. It's because it's like a really rock out song. And um, not long before that, there was another group that had done it. Is um, uh, that Paul Revere and the Raiders?
2: And the Raiders? Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm not just stone. No. I, yeah. Or were
0: they the Raiders at that point when no, they did Paul
1: Revere and the Raiders.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's, it's been, it's been fun in the later years where, um, Mickey and Mark Lindsay, when Mickey and Mark Lindsay will get together and they'll like sing Stephen Stone together.
1: Yeah. I would (laughs) love to have seen them do that live. I, I didn't, I know they did that, um, on that. I don't remember if it was called the 60s sound at that time, but the tour that they did with um, the Fab Four, where they were doing a lot of their different songs. And of course, Mm -hmm. you're going to do Stone. (laughs) Well, you've got Mark Lindsay and Mickey Dolenz there, of course. But so I I would love to have heard them live do that as opposed to watching them on YouTube off someone's cell phone video. (laughs) Yeah. Now this, um, you know, looking over this track listing, because I mean, I've said before, I'd... I oftentimes I don't just put in an album and listen to an album unless I'm driving in my old car. If I'm on my phone, then I'll usually just be shuffling things. You know, I don't listen to albums straight through as much, but looking at the track listing on side one of this album, you've got she, when love comes knocking at your door, Mary, Mary, hold on girl, your antique Griselda," And I'm not your stepping stone, Mm -hmm. which I think that's a great collection of songs right there.
0: That's it. That's very solid.
1: Yeah. I think that's really good. I think it's weaker on the flip side. Well, uh, maybe I'm saying that because Laugh is on there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you've got Look Out Here Comes Tomorrow, The Kind of Girl I Could Love, The Day We Fall in Love, Sometime in the Morning, which we should talk about too, Laugh, and then I'm a Believer to Close It Out, which, I mean, it, I think on the album, I think Laugh and auntie Griselda are the weakest, which it, it makes sense of why they're placed where they're placed. You know, it's like right. the, the, the song before the end of the side is sort of the weakest track, which I think right. is... Uh, yeah. And then you've got some, you know, the end of side one, you've got step and stone, the end of side two, you've got I'm a believer. I mean, I think that track listing is actually assembled really well. Mm. Sometime in the morning is a beautiful song.
2: I love
0: that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't, I don't,
0: I don't enjoy the slow songs as much. No, no.
1: Even the, the bow, ball- like the, the Gotham King songs. Yeah okay
0: yeah
1: what song do you prefer then
0: i mean like um stepping stone i like mm-hmm. she a lot uh mary mary um believer obviously yeah i said that one okay and then the one i mentioned earlier and i've already forgot the name of the one that had all four of them on it oh okay gotta,
1: um was that
0: the kind of what girl kind i could, I love, kind of could
1: love. love yeah okay so yeah. I mean, overall opinions. What do you, I mean? How do you think this album holds up? Obviously, the monkeys didn't care for it because they were sort of shut out of it, right?
0: Yeah, right. Nesmith um, was quoted as saying, "This is the worst record in history."
1: Maybe a little hyperbolic, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think the I think the songs are good. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a great album. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of like what we said with the the first album. It's not as much an album from a band as it is the soundtrack to a TV show. And I think this was. The, the breaking point where they took the reins for the next album. Right. But I mean, I, as far as what Don Kirshner was doing, he's making good decisions.
0: Yeah. Exactly. You know?
1: I mean, his the, the flaw is that he's not including the guys in the production of the album. He's, he's
0: like purposefully cutting them yeah, out. He's
1: deliberately cutting them out and, you know, pissing off Nesmith. And, and Mickey has said that he was perfectly happy to come in and, He's an actor, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll wear what you want me to wear, I'll sing what you want me to sing, I'll learn my lines. Like he's been acting since he was a kid. Davy was kind right. of that way too. But Mike and Peter were sort of stirring them up because they weren't being kept happy, right? Yeah. But I mean, that big deal with JC Penney's paid off. The album was a huge seller. You've got some great songs on here from really great singer songwriters like Goffin and King, Neil Sadaka, Neil Diamond. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, I, th- I think it's a quality uh record. If not, like it's not a band's album, but it's, um, you know, it, but it's not the monk, it's not them. It's not their album. I think was what really the problem came down to.
0: Yeah. I feel like if Don had just included the monkeys and granted, no, they probably couldn't play on the albums because of their schedule, but mm. like included them more. I feel like there would have been more Don Kirshner albums. Yeah.
1: Well, he was, I mean, he's, he he was wrestling for control of this project from the guys at Raybert, mm-hmm. uh, but also from Michael Nesmith and the Monkees. You know, I mean, he, he, he was trying to, to take
0: be, 100% control. He was like, this is all mine. Yeah, I did all of this.
1: You know, he didn't want to share credit or money <laughs> with the the guys at Raybert because they were also running the TV show. And he's even like goading them in the uh, in the papers saying that the records are selling and the TV show is not getting very good ratings, you know, yeah. like. Like he's the one who's making this project successful, yeah. um, but it's, I mean, I really I think it's just denialism of it.
0: Yeah. Ooh, and the other I said thing,
1: nihilism. It was not the nihilism of it. What's that word?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that super pissed off the monkeys was um, the backside of the album, where Don Kirshner was was thanking folks um it was all his production Mm -hmm. guys and he says like oh also and also the monkeys Mm. (laughs) like they were a throwaway basically
1: because well that's how he (laughs) felt he felt like he could have any four guys in there singing the songs and he'll tell them what to sing and you know he'll produce have the or have he'll be in charge of the tracks and he felt like they should be lucky that they're on the albums
2: yeah yeah well and see part of it is also as you know that there's only two songs on here uh, written by Boyce and Hart.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And
2: part of it was Don Kirstner wanted to keep everything in New York where he was with all his New York writers. And that's why you had Neil Diamond and Neil Sadaka and because they right. were all in New York and Boyce and Hart were in LA. Right. So he just wanted to have like the music factory going mm. in yeah. New York. Um and would fly Davey out or Mickey out to, you know, do vocals and then and that was it. But he was kind of like trying to keep it a whole separate thing but then everybody's <laughs> like oh but they, they want tour and it's like oh the boys can play why mm-hmm. are they not doing this and i think that's when ray But was like no we want the music back. yeah because you know? yeah
1: because yeah, while this is going on the monkeys are becoming a band like mm-hmm. they're actually going out and i mean they've got to learn the songs some of these songs they've never played obviously because they didn't work on the first album and they, they're not and they're in the they're not allowed to be in the recording sessions so but- they're they're out there Learning and playing together and going out and screaming fans. And, and sure, they feel like, well, we can do this. You know, we should right. be doing songs. And, you know, Mike's a songwriter and has, he's he produced like an album's worth of material already. Like, why aren't we, why are we being shut out? But then I was reading also, uh, it's just in the liner notes of this reissue from from Run Out Groove that like Andrew Sandoval writes about how the monkeys were sort of on a press blackout because they were, they had, I guess, they had some bad experiences with the monkeys in the press early on. And so they weren't allowing interviews and things like that, which is fueling speculation that they can't sing. They can't play. And that's yep. where a lot of that stuff is coming from is that,
2: right.
1: you know, they're, they're, they're Don Kirshner saying like, yeah, they're singing and playing, but I mean, obviously <laughs> they're not.
0: Yeah. And, and of course, Mike was the one who threw back that curtain and eventually <laughs> told everyone, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not playing any of this. Yeah. We're singing usually, but yeah. we're not playing any of this. The leads are yeah. usually us. Yes yeah none of them it's not musically us
1: right we've talked about the songs that are on the album
0: mm-hmm. I
1: mean are there songs that should have been on this album do you think because they were they were producing songs like a factory at that time yeah and, and there's some good songs that are that were left off
0: yeah a Valerie specifically that
1: first version of Valerie
0: but she-
2: This was on the deluxe version. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But um, I prithee, do not ask for love because right. I really, really love that song.
0: Mm-hmm. I want be more than many times, thus would it be.
2: And so that should have been on there.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. Um, probably the closest thing to a uh, a Davy song that I really enjoy is Hold On Girl. Mm. It's a little more, uh, I guess it's because it's a little more upbeat, but it's still kind of Davy dreamy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My brain is messing
2: with me, though. Um, It's singing a different song called Hold On Girl in my head. And it's not
0: the Monkees (laughs) version. It's
2: a New Kids on the Block song. And so it's like my
0: brain is like, stop. (laughs) And it's interesting because pretty much all of the stuff that wasn't on the album was Voice and Heart and Mike Mike Nesbeth.
2: Yeah, there yeah. was
0: there was one Goffin and King that didn't get used, but other than that, it's Boyce and Hart. There was one Jeff Barry mm-hmm. and two Mike Nesmiths um, that were being done at the same time as these others. Yeah, and well, the I, I will say the Boyce and Hart ones that were not used were not as strong as the ones they had on the Monkees. Mm-hmm.
1: I and mean, yeah, I, I think that too. I mean, and I actually like like a song like um, "Teeny Tiny Gnome."
2: When I
1: I actually like teeny tiny number. i think it's cool <laughs> but uh that is, it's not on par with like last Train in clarksville yeah it's not right. like that you know um the first version of teardrop city which i mean i think they're probably wise to leave that off because it's it's very reminiscent of clarksville
0: yeah right <laughs>
2: that did get released on a later album though yeah yeah they
1: well they yeah they sort of re i think they they i think they they increased the speed i think Mm -hmm. the first version was slower okay and then they increased the speed and it changed the key of the song when they Uh did it uh, a few albums later was that instant replay maybe maybe that sounds right we haven't got there yet folks so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have notes for that <laughs> but yeah and the first versions of words i mean but a lot of the songs that i like on here they re-recorded apples peaches bananas and pears is one they recorded during that era that i don't i mean the song's fine i just don't really care for it it's a very novelty songish to me
0: yeah give me just a little help and show how much i can i bring you apples peaches bananas and pears and
2: when it first came on when i was shuffling songs and i don't know that i had heard it before Mm. i didn't remember it i thought it was one of their commercial jingles right like for kellogg's or something but i was like oh no that's an actual song okay
1: well that that's true it it sounds like it should be in a commercial
2: yeah it does. or or like
1: an archie song i can see the archie's singing that song
2: yes yes
1: so (laughs) but on the whole i mean i think that the album i think there's good songs i mean i think it's mixed though i don't i mean obviously it's not as good as some of the stuff they're about to do uh, I yeah. mean, I like the first album better than the second album, but I think the second album good. And it was, I mean, it was a huge seller, which is, is huge for them.
0: You yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, as we get into like the, the albums that I feel like are higher and higher quality, the sales numbers go down. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That seemed to always be the way. But I know Don Kirshner <laughs> would talk about that after the fact, like, well, as soon as I was gone, they were no longer number one. They were just straight down like a rocket after that, which... I don't know he he was he was very savvy. You know, he certainly knew how to get the talent, get the album made, get it sold. Right. You know, it just, but then but it really what it comes down to I guess is the artistic expression of the artists.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the times people don't care about their artistic artistic expression. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, that's true. <laughs> which is which is rather unfortunate because I think there's there's a lot stronger songs on some of the later albums. Mm-hmm. Um then they may not be as professionally produced, but I think the, the quality and the feel of them is a lot better on the later albums.
1: Yeah. I wish it hadn't turned into such competition between everybody. Yeah. And that's really the tragedy of this album, but Don Kirshner, I mean, he's got the talent and the connections and the know-how to make this thing a success. And then he's got the monkeys there, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, you can't listen to Mary Mary and know that's a, that's a great song. You can't listen to like different drum, like Don Kirshner should have heard different drum and thought, that's a that's a hit because it was a hit just not for the monkeys right. you know i feel like if he had if he had used his resources and his abilities to prop up the guys instead of trying to cut everybody out then they might have made a, a string of albums together you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: and i like that thing where he sort of lied to uh mike nesmith about being the lead vocal on i'm a believer <laughs> yeah i mean, want to just say i mean just be straight with him like no i don't think that's that's not your song. I don't think. I don't. Think, think I,
0: don't I, I don't think this is a country song. Yeah, I don't I think, think that's a
1: hit for you. Yeah, uh, but right. let's do. Let's do. Let's do one of your things instead for you, and we'll do this right. for Right. You. you know, like like there's there's common ground they could have found there, mm-hmm. and they just never did, which I think is a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It would have been interesting to see what would have happened, and what songs Kirchner would have been using, and if he would have, if if they because they did say they would work with Kirchner if he would let them write their own music and perform their own songs and have some more control, hmm. but Kirshner wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's easy to say that too. I mean, he also doesn't want Mike Nesmith arguing with him. Everything he decides to, do. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> which he would have. Yeah. That's only so many walls you can punch holes in. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I did learn one interesting thing. Um, look out here. Come tomorrow with number one in Mexico.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's a, kind of a random, interesting fact. And, and for that particular song, I wonder what it was about that song that made it go number one in mexico (laughs) right
0: (laughs) there was there was another one um that went number one in the uk which was pretty rare for an american band to go number one in the uk especially um in this era with the beatles Um, and i'm blanking on which one it was now
1: okay well good facts
0: but yeah All right, Chuck. Do you have a? You may also like for us this week.
1: I do. I do actually. You and I just came this week from seeing uh, Brian Wilson in concert. Yep. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, you know, seeing someone like that in person, mm-hmm. it's just great. I mean, and Brian is—I don't know how many more chances you'll like you'll get to see him.
0: Yes. Yeah, so you can have the concert. opportunity definitely. Go for
1: it. Yeah. But just just sitting there and watching Brian Wilson sing God Only Knows. Yeah. And songs like that. It's just, uh, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. But so I figured, you know, if you like the monkeys, I wanted to recommend uh, the movie Love and Mercy, mm, yes. which is my favorite biopic. I mean, I think it's the best biopic ever made. It's Agreed. just a really great story. If you like the monkeys and you're into the monkeys history, a lot of the film is set when he was working with the wrecking crew. Mm-hmm. He's working with the studio musicians and a lot of the studio musicians in the film are played by actual studio musicians, but you also have, you know, someone playing Hal Blaine, you have someone playing Carol Kay. And, you know, it's sort of getting an idea of, of these folks who played on a lot of monkeys albums. Yeah. You know, they, they put down a lot of these, a lot of these tracks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's uh, it, it is, you know, tied into the monkeys and then. I mean, if you ever wanted a double feature, I think love and mercy and the wrecking crew documentary go yes. great together. Yes. Uh, and the wrecking crew documentary has a lot of Mickey Dolan's on it. <laughs> yes. um, it's great to see the studio musicians getting the recognition now. Yes. that They didn't get for so many years uh, because they made so much of the music that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would recommend love and mercy and the documentary, the wrecking crew. If you like the monkeys, I think you will also like them.
0: All right, Elaine, where can people find more of you on the internet?
2: Um, You can find me on Twitter at Monkeying Around and on our Facebook group, Monkeying Around.
0: And how about us, Chuck?
1: Feltnerdy.com. And? Earth Station Trek, a podcast about Star
0: Trek. All right, thanks for monkeying around. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com.
1: Uh, Hey, look, we got a (laughs) split.